Good evening. Yes, we are back and ready to chat absolute nonsense yet again. I am, of course, Dayleton, and as always, I'm joined by Callum Brown. Hello. Ronan Alexander. Hi. Lewis McLeod. Hey. And last, but of course not least, Anthony Evans. Hello. <coughs> we all we all excited when you chat about football. As always, yeah. See, of course. Right, now before we kick off, just a quick reminder that you can get in touch with us on Twitter at TimPotTalk if you have any questions for us. But now let's start off with some Scottish Cup chat. And last week we had some amazing cup upsets and who doesn't love to talk about a cup upset? The most spectacular of all of them has to surely be East 5-3, BSC Glasgow 4. East 5 were of course 3-1 up at one point but the mighty BSC came back. What are the thoughts on the cup upsets then boys? Uh yeah, that's probably the standout. Well, obviously, it's, it is the standout. There's a few other ones that have kind of, yeah, I think a couple of away ones. Um, I think East, East Kilbride for Martin, I thought that would have been a bit closer. 4-0 uh, at East Kilbride away from home as well, up in, uh, up north of Aberdeen. But, uh, yeah, there's a few other ones that kind of stuck. Any, any thought running in particular, besides BSC? Uh, well, Lowland Teagues. Sorry, Dale, but Bonnie Rigg beating Montrose. <laughs> <sighs> just talk away, talk away. But again, a lot of these teams are just... No, you think about it, it's not too much of a surprise, really, because there are so many good teams down there, aren't there? Like, uh, I, mean, I think the gap between this, League yeah. 2 and non-league's really close. Even League now. 1, I would say, to yeah. be honest. Even, like, Bonnie Rig beating Montrose, I mean, is, whilst it's a bit... I would, If you look at form, you'd maybe say... Because you look at Montrose's form, they were unbeaten in six... Well, won every game in six. Drew, so being unbeaten in seven games, and then coming into a game against a Lowland League side, you'd expect Montrose to pick up a result based on form. But, but then you look at Bonnie Rig, they've been having a pretty good season there. The challenging Kelty up at the top of the table, yeah. so obviously a very capable side, and them coming out two one winners, you, you can't really have too much of a complaint to be honest. They're mm. a decent side and gonna gonna be putting up a fair fight to get into league football. Yeah, BSC as well rewarded with their win. I believe they drew East Kilbride in the next round. Yeah, so I gonna mean, be that, a lone league team in the last sixteen in the Scottish Cup. Yeah, fifth round that would be. So I mean that's that's pretty amazing. Yeah, and Ronan is the lone league media manager. How's your social media been this week? Uh, Especially I've seen all that BSC stuff they've been posting like gifts and everything aye, they've probably kind of well made the most of the yeah. situation so right, right, right it's so yeah. a last minute one or was it not aye, yeah. it was. after being 3-1 down that's amazing yeah. there's a good clip of the goal where it shows like the celebrations after it and one of the subs who's obviously out injured gets knocked over and then <laughs> just gets back up and wimps and joins in the celebrations <laughs> What about um, Broxburn as well? It was a good one. Yeah, quite pleased for Broxburn. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was actually a screamer as well. Yeah, I think it was 84th minute. They yeah. took a, a fair few up to um, Inverurie, yeah, obviously. It's a big track up there. Yeah. Um, no, delighted for them. Uh, away tie, I think they've got St Mirren away. So, I mean, a with that then, yeah. good wee payday for the club, which is good to see as obviously one of my local teams. Um, Pennycook as well, speaking of supports, mm-hmm. they took a fantastic fall in. Uh, to Mary Hill for Hill for got beat one nil as well. Yeah, only one nil. Very uh, valiant effort. First minute effort. as well, I believe. Barak Thistle scored in. Mm. So, I mean, they they did well to to compete with a club, you know, with that size and that budget. Um, a team I thought would do a bit better, which may sound a bit harsh, but Linlithgow Rose. Um, we we obviously spoke a wee bit about the new manager bounce mm. at Falkirk uh, with Lee Miller and uh, McCracken coming in. Yeah, I thought. Maybe before that appointment, Lifko Rose had a, a wee chance to maybe nick something. They they went one 0 down. They brought it back to one each, obviously, but and took a hammer enough. Just uh, yeah, four. I think four one was probably a bit harsh. I think some of us watched it. Um, Two late goals. Well, yeah, killed it. It's a bit unfortunate, but I mean they they gave it a good goal. You just you. I mean 
as a as a neutral, you'd have liked to see them go through really, mm. you know, the underdog story and all that. But no, it was a good game. Mm. Um, Another result I'd kind of like to highlight, obviously, Queen in the South coming up against Queens Park. You wouldn't think with because there's a lot of Lowland League sides and Highland League sides in in the in the round, you wouldn't have <coughs> traditionally looked at that game and thought cup upset there. But obviously, Queens Park, they're you know, a much smaller side than Queen in the South, you would yeah. say. But Queens Park, obviously going professional now and getting a 2 one win and to be honest Queen of the South getting a really late goal and that could have been a clean sheet against a championship side that with players like Stephen Dobby and mm-hmm. producing Lyndon Dykes in recent years that, you know not got with some bad players but they have been struggling obviously in the relegation playoffs last year and spanked Montrose which was probably one of the worst away games I've ever been to But especially with um, Queen of the South being at home as well you'd expect mm-hmm. to pick up mm-hmm. a result Definitely. as well as Morton <laughs> Yep, um, doing terribly at the moment under David Hopkin, which is yeah, quite, have, a, sh- quite a shame got, to see. We've got a Morton fan in our class, and he's he's absolutely sick yeah, of him already. Yeah, so I've heard. Um, yeah. But Brora, you you maybe be the, the Brora expert, Tony. Uh, well, not an expert, but another, another team that certainly um, they're, I think they're six points clear in the Highland League at the moment. Mm-hmm. So they'll definitely be. I mean, like I said, it's going to be another, like it was a really close. Well, not a close game. One paper between. Whoever wins the Lowland League and the Highland League. Yeah. Um, I mean, even historically. Pro, Pro almost got into league football not, not yeah. a few years yeah, ago. Yeah, they've been there before. You remember that. In the I'm playoffs. Sure. Yeah. And, uh, well, apparently there were some very controversial decisions made in that that kind of stopped them from going up. But, like you say, uh, a great result for them uh, to get, a, you know, force a replay there. But, um, Tom Fairman beating against Strunrar as well. That <coughs> was, uh, I thought that was quite a shocker. 1 yeah. 0 Strunrar. Tom Fairman just, I mean, I, I'm going to come on and speak about Tom Fairman a little <coughs> bit later on. Hmm. But they're just not doing well at all. Stranraer rock bottom of League One as well. No, exactly. Yeah. Dunfermline, you'd expect to be chal- at least challenging for the playoffs. Obviously, that championship's really tight, but I mean, you've got to beat Stranraer away from home. And moving on to the next round, there, as we've talked about, a lot of a lot of shocking teams have come through, which has tied up some quite quite nice ties for the next round. What what are we thinking for the ties of the round? Any games that stand out? Um, St Mirren, Broxburn for me. Yeah, I think just the... Broxburn be the lowest ranked team now and well, Simon in previous years played East Kilbride in a cup this year yeah it was yeah, a bit of a bit stage. stage and East Kilbride beat them on penalties yeah. and then the year before in the Betfred Spartans took them to penalties as well St Mirren won on penalties but still that was when now and Stubbs was in charge so potential banana skin for St Mirren I think probably the although their home form is really mm. good St Mirren yeah but mm. try, and, try not to be biased here I think probably the the best game Looking at the ties wise, it's probably Dundee United against Hibs. That looks to be something yeah, that could produce yeah. quite a, a good game. game on paper, that it's a very tasty game. Should be a, a cracking away day. Friday night, something yeah, like that can be. Like it, it looks like because Dundee also home to Motherwell in the cup, so mm. it looks like Dundee United's game will probably be moved to either a Friday or a Sunday. Please which not the Sunday. Yeah, which likely making it televised. But another game I'd like to highlight is actually Bonner Rig Rose against Clyde. Yeah, I was going to say that. I mm-hmm. think they've they've got quite. Well, I mean. Obviously, they're going to be underdogs. A more favourable draw than they yeah, could have got. I know. Obviously, putting another play. League One side out, getting getting Clyde now. It's I mean, if they can put out Montrose, they've de- you can't count them out of putting out Clyde. Clyde, obviously, a very good side as well, mm-hmm. though. So, Clyde will fancy their chances. But Bonnie Rigg coming at that game are going to fancy themselves as well, I think. United, Viros County, be a good game as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's potential for that. I think yeah. United are good enough to, to be more to compete yeah. them. Um, as well as Dundee Motherwell. I think that'll be a, a, a tight game. But I wouldn't say it's an upset if Dundee beat Motherwell, to be honest. To be fair, Motherwell have been <coughs> fairly fl- good this season. In the league, so. but mm. I think Dundee at home as well is, is a potential, again, banana skin. Uh, as well, Livingston Wraith, I think. <coughs> Liv- you, 
Levy should be looking to win that. Um, they should really progress. Wraith obviously doing well in League One, but obviously form form could change and, and things like that. Or come, both, come or January. Both Falkirk as well. It's quite an interesting one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Both been looking like yeah, I think or, yeah. And all that, and that's that's no mean easy feat. No, um, another trip to the seaside yeah. for Falkirk. <laughs> Had a lot of them this season. <coughs> it's literally the seaside as well. No, no. You probably know as well. <laughs> Can't no. get any closer. A game that is <laughs> something that we haven't been decided yet is St Johnston will either be facing Greenock Morton mm. or Broda. Obviously, the replay is still to happen. Although one Morton fan did think the replay was on Tuesday and yeah, made his way yeah. all the way. Up I, w- to, I didn't believe it at to first. Broda, and um, like it was a bit of a, a feat of stupidity that. To be to be honest, could could be donkey the week potential, but mm. it's a well, tough one for we'll for Morton. Obviously, they drew at home. They're now going away yeah. midweek. Quite a tough game. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, it will be a tough game. I think Broad are going to make it as difficult as possible. And Morton haven't, as we've said, have been struggling a bit this season. So if Broad can put in a good shift, like Tony said, they're they're more than capable of getting Definitely. a result. And a game against St Johnston, another team who have been in complete free fall this season. Yeah. It's not. Mm-hmm. It's not the worst premier. It's not the worst Premiership team you could have got in that. Obviously, with Celtic and Rangers in the pot, with all the other Premiership teams, St Johnston are probably the one you'd look at if you were going to get any. You'd, you'd probably fancy your chances against <coughs> them. Mm-hmm. But now let's move on from that, and we're going to go and take a quick break, and we'll be right back after this. We are back now and let's jump into a new segment called Road to Robertson where we select a youngster from Scottish football and tip them for bigger and better things. Up first for Road to Robertson is Ronan to keep the R alliteration going. Ronan, who have you selected? Continuing the R alliteration, Wraith Rovers midfielder Reagan Hendry. Fantastic. Uh, wow. <laughs> Beautiful, simply lovely. Uh, 21-year-old centre mid, got released by Celtic in the summer and signed with Wraith who had two loan spells at before and... He's impressed for them so far this season. Uh, he's got one goal and three assists in ten games. I think he's out injured just now. But I think he's the type of player who's going to like proper stand out in that division and I think he can definitely make a step higher up potentially to like a bottom-half Premiership team in the next couple of years or even if Wraith go up and just playing in the Championship. But I think he's definitely one to watch. And I heard Cy Ferry uh, speak highly of him because obviously he played against him when he was at Peterhead and... Mm. He was impressed. So, yeah, Reagan. Brilliant. Pick up the Reagan. Lewis, who's your selection for Road so to I've Robertson? I've went for Jamie, Ro- eh, Jamie Robertson. Jamie Bajonis, um, currently at Rangers. Been on loan last season. He started the first half of the season. I'm sure it was Burry he was at. Um, for, like, from start of the season to January, he was there. Played quite a few games for them. And then he spent the second half of the season at... Rafe Rovers where he played 11 games um, when he was younger I'm sure he started off as like a centre half but now he's more of a holding midfielder um, you'll probably see him in the Rangers squad just shortly um, I'm sure he's been involved in like Europa League squads and that as well and he has 
when you search him up on his one on his Wikipedia, he mentions that he actually is in the squad for Rangers number thirty three. Um, so yeah, I've tipped him as being probably Rangers' next big prospect, and he could come in the midfield, and you might even see him playing some apart in the season, probably at the end of the season. Especially if they're resting players and things like yeah. that. Yeah, and he, he seems to be quite a good player, and he's, he's good at attacking as well. He scored quite a few goals for the development squad, and he seems to be sort of a key figure in that development squad as well. Right, so gone the Jamie Jonas Callum. What is your selection for Road to Robertson? Um, I've gone for a a, a wee um striker Ooh, called Kevin Nisbet. Uh, currently at Dunfermline. He he won't be. It's, I wouldn't say it's under the radar, but I don't think people would look at him as like a youth prospect. But I think he's been developing brilliantly over the last couple of seasons. Um, specifically last season, um, he started his career with Partick Thistle. It was a bit of a weird one. Um. Played a few games and, and things like that um, when they were in the Premiership. And then he was deemed not good enough. He, uh, after a loan spell at Dumbarton, kind of deemed not good enough and, and was released. Went to Rafe Rovers uh, and just absolutely banged it last season. Um, Rafe in the playoffs uh, were unlucky not to get up. Uh, they were beaten, obviously, by Queen of the South, who managed to stay in the league. But in 46 appearances last season uh, in all competitions, 34 goals for Nisbet. Um he was just on fire. I believe there was actually 30 league goals, so that would be in 36 games. Um, so that's absolutely frightening. Uh, he got a move as well in the summer to Dunfermline, and he's, he's, I'd, say he's, I'd say he's kicked on a wee bit. Um, 11 goals already this season in 20 games. So, again, he's absolutely flying, and he's probably the, the brightest spark in that Dunfermline team, which on paper is a very good team, but they're just not delivering on the yeah. park at the moment, and I think... I, th- I think he, he'll stay there just now. Um, obviously, see the end of the season out and, and see where it takes him. But I think he's he's destined for much bigger things. Um, and you know, ev- every team would love a number nine that scores goals. Perfect, Tony. Would you like to? Take uh, so away? I've gone with Cove Rangers midfielder Declan Glass, who um, obviously is on loan from Dundee United. Um, yeah, he's played. I think he played a few games for Dundee United at the start of the last season. You know, in the, the Betford Cup early mm-hmm. stages, and then he was on loan at Airdrie back in the last season. Didn't really set the world alight there, but uh, since he's joined Cove this season, he's been fantastic. Uh, in the league, he's he's contributed uh, five goals and four assists already, which is a real um, one of the main reasons I think why Cove are doing so well because obviously he's able to supply Meganson, who's I think he's the top scorer in the league. So um, he's obviously he's got a great supply there, and um, yeah, he's just a really I mean he's also he's basically run his own goal of the season mm-hmm. competition with some of the strikes we've seen him yeah. uh, from distance uh, already this season, and obviously we're not even halfway mm-hmm. through, so. You can um, you probably see a few more goals like that from him. Every if I'm time, honest. every time I seem to hear about Cove yeah. Rangers, it's followed by the words Declan yeah. Glass. After it, he mm-hmm. seems to be having a cracking season. Yeah, from, from Trenent, I've just seen. Yeah. I didn't know that. Uh, I think he was. Yeah, and they, I think they picked him up uh, twenty fifteen. I think Dundee United. So they've obviously got you know a lot of these Hutt- Dundee United players as well. Played for Hutchie Vale, which yeah. is very well known for producing. That's where Reagan came uh, through as well. Right. Hutchie Vale, a production yeah. factory for for Scottish youth products yeah. and Dundee United have always been good at that even if it's not mm-hmm. players like from their own area I mean I think John Suit and that they're, they're more like an Aberdeen way and mm-hmm. they were able to pick them up so mm-hmm. well well um, picked out by uh, whoever's doing that uh, role at Dundee United perfect now I'll take us away and end off the road to Robertson with my selection which is Finley Robertson a Robertson playing at Dundee club just like the man Andy now, Finlay Robertson is only 17 years old, was born in 2002, and James McPake, the Dundee boss, already is trusting him to anchor the midfield in a Dundee derby. 
He said, I thought Finlay was great again. When you're struggling in a game and are depending on a 16-year-old to help you back and forth, it's tough. Obviously, he's so young, you can't be trusting him. Well, you can't really be looking for him to completely hold your midfield down. But they've, they've added players like Graham Dorans in the midfield. Going to be massive help for Finlay Robertson. Sean Byrne. Sean Byrne as well, both mm. terrific players that can he can learn a lot from. But but Robertson at such a young age is he's kinda of coming through and obviously James McPake before he got the full time job at Dundee he was the youth manager. So obviously he knows him very well, which has helped with bringing him through and he's played eight games so far this season. I think he only made one appearance in the premiership last season and that I think that was under McPake when he took the job right at the end of the season before he got it yeah. fully this season. But Robertson is someone that a midfielder that at that age when you're trusting him to come up against Dundee United who are probably the best squad all out in the championship looking to go and win the league and it's a, it's a, such a big derby and to trust a player like that to come in and play it's, it's kind of a massive endorsement for him and at such a young age and he's already performing so well at, at quite a high level at Dundee who obviously go mm-hmm. and, it's kind of a make or break season for Dundee because if they don't go up now they've got a lot of big players there that will be looking to leave like big, wages. Hammonds, big <laughs> wages so it could be make or break for them this season and to trust a player like that to come in and play so many games is a real a real endorsement of him. So I think Finley Robertson's going to go on and have a fairly successful career. I think just, it's only yeah, going to get better for just him. Just adding to I've seen him play. He played against us in the Bedford yeah, Cup game. and he was man of the match. He yeah. was like, just the composure he's shown. Mm-hmm. I mean, I always kind of make a comparison with Dean Campbell, kind of similar, just mm-hmm. at that young age to just have the yeah, the composure and you know mm-hmm. not lose the head because sometimes, especially in that, it's you know, really important for Aberdeen or whoever and Dundee to try and you know because right at the death we yeah. nicked it. So I'm a big fan yeah. of teams giving young players yeah. a chance mm-hmm. because, albeit the youth systems are great, but I think <coughs> if you're playing in a first team against actual men instead of you're playing against boys your own age, you're playing for the Colts yeah. and stuff I think like that. Even if you're not going to get that at your own club, say if Robertson was loaned out, mm-hmm. I mean Declan Glass has been loaned out to yeah. Cove. He's going to learn so much more at Cove mm, and league to than playing in the development yeah, squad. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So to end off our road to Robertson, we're now going to tip players for where we see them making their next move and if we see them making a next move, which is probably going to jinx all these poor young lads' careers and they'll probably end up injured in a pub telling everyone how they used to be a professional footballer. So Ronan, where do you see Mr Hendry? Um, I don't know. I think a kind of mid-table Premiership club in a couple of years. Maybe mm-hmm. like Motherwell or St Johnston, possibly. I could see him slotting in there. David Turnbull's replacement. Oof. Good shout. Shout. Lewis, where do you see Mr Bajonas? Uh, well, he's just obviously signed a new contract with Rangers. It's going to keep him there for a wee bit longer. So I think you'll probably see him maybe getting loaned out to another Premiership club at the end of this season um, to give him some experience playing in the league. And then, depending on how he does, see if Rangers start to play him themselves. Um, but yeah, that's probably where I'd go. I'll be somewhere like St Johnston, Levy, St Mirren. They're still up on the table. Callum, where's Kevin Nisbet off to? Um, I'd obviously love him to play for Livingston, but um, I think realistically, and maybe not next season, but probably the season after, you're looking at the likes of Motherwell, maybe Kilmarnock. Kilmarnock at the moment are. I wouldn't say they're crying out for a striker. Yeah, They've got Eamon Brophy, but they need a more clinical striker. Other, yeah. other than that, you've not you've not got much. I don't think he'd break the bank, but well, a lot. They're saying a lot of these players as well. A lot of them, they only have kind of short term contracts, don't they? What, that, what about that. if if Shanklin, if Dundee United are promoted and Shanklin leaves mm. in the summer? I think that's yeah, an adequate replacement. replacement. Yeah. Tony, where did you see Mr. Um, Glass? It's 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 quite. You know, I think it's quite circumstantial with them, really, because 
if say if Cove, well, I think it looks like they might, and he could end up there back on loan next season mm. if they get up to League One. And if and that, and if, that if Dundee United were to go January, up to the Premiership, then I think it'd be quite a big step up already for him to play well, that. I think Glass but, is already back to United in January. Yeah. when his loan expires. Yeah, so. but I think that we, you know, I think Cove will be doing everything they can mm. to keep him. But I mean, if, if if he keeps up the way he's going, I think certainly Championship wouldn't be a step too far next season. I think, and then. Um, you know that would lead on to maybe just like I say it's circumstantial if Dundee United were to get back up I think he could eventually um, break into that team and you know get, keep a place in there but uh, he, I mean he could he, I just can't see him moving you know like it's, mm. I think he's either going to be at Cove over the next season or two or he'll break into that Dundee United team and to round it off I think Finley Robertson could be seen to make a move fairly soon actually I think he'll finish off the season with Dundee and the way it looks currently, Dundee probably won't be making a return to the Premiership and I don't think Mr Robertson will be waiting around too much longer. And I think he might end up down in England and I can see a sort of mid-table to top half of the Championship team taking a punt on him. So you could see the likes of uh, maybe Sheffield Wednesday. A Sheff- uh, you know, obviously Sheffield United there. Good Scottish so contingent, Sheffield. Yeah. They've got obviously John Fleck at, at United, and so I think Wednesday might Burnley. look. They've, yeah, they've got they've got uh, Liam Palmer at right back, so I think they might look to the Scottish market. I think he'd quite easily go down there and, and learn a few things within a few seasons, be bossing the midfield. And you could even, he's the kind of player that's got enough hype around him that you can see a big Premier League club spending maybe a million on him and then just loaning him out for years and maybe not fulfilling his potential so hopefully something Celtic like that Celtic's not do that as well so, yeah, so Celtic track, could do the same thing I think there's a chance that Finlay Robertson ends up at a pretty big club fairly soon maybe not going necessarily Aberdeen. playing yeah I think he'll be making a fairly big move soon him to like, how much do you think he's worth at the moment less than a million if, looking on, looking on transfer really market they've got him listed as current value is 45,000 but obviously that's not a factor I don't think that yeah. factors the hype around him so he's probably going for a fair yeah, amount of money I think you know you've got to I would think crying out for well not crying out for a midfielder but I mean, I don't know. I, I don't depth. know. Maybe, maybe. But I think Wilson. Dean Campbell's quite a similar player, so I don't know if we. You know, I'd rather kind of. Yeah. I'd definitely take him, but I just think. Apparently, he's, he's transfer market are comparing him to Aberdeen midfielder Ethan Ross. Oh yeah, he, he's he's by a couple of appearances. There's, there's, there's this guy called Seb Ross as well. I don't know if they're brothers, but they might be. But um, yeah, they've, they've had brief appearances. Got, so. Was his name? I see. I'd rather kind of Abroff as well. Yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. There's a few, few of them out on the. Still young, as you said, though. Dale. Yeah. Seventeen, he's got. Exactly. He's got probably his a whole, really his, bright his whole career ahead of him. It'll be yeah. very interesting to see where he ends up, and we'll definitely keep an eye on his career. Now it's time to jump into our talking points, and our talking point this week centres around the performance of Scottish sides in Europe, with Rangers and Celtic flying the saltire at the top end of some pretty tough Europa League groups. It leaves the door open for further Scottish success in Europe, and with the coefficient. It looks like Scotland could be in for some more European places come the end of the season. Obviously, Lewis, you're a Celtic fan. You're going to the game tonight. Yes. What are your thoughts on... We'll start off with Celtic. So what are your thoughts on Celtic's performance in Europe so far? Obviously, knocked out the Champions League by Cluj. Meet them again in the group. And you've been flying. I know. It's, it, I'm even going to say it comes as a shock because you can go back and listen to the other episodes where we spoke about Neil Lennon coming in as a Celtic manager. And I said that's what he brings. He we play well in also Europe when he's the manager. I don't know what it is. I think he just he just knows how to get the players in the mood, and the squad that we have just knows a squad that are wanting to play in Europe. I kind of think they're kind of sick of just winning stuff in Scotland. I think they're now looking at trying to make like a half decent push in the Europa League, which right now I'd say is Celtic's level. I think we are a Euro- Europa League team. I don't say we're anywhere near good enough to even be 
making a stamp anywhere near the Champions League. But as of just now, we can have a good goal at having a decent run at this Europa League. Um, we also get the players like Christie and big names like that. But I think for us, it's been the defence have been solid, fantastic. Ayer and Julian, as a pair in uh, Europe, have been just unbelievable. They must be attracting some attention from other clubs. Um, it's actually a bit of a shock just watching. Like Julian, I thought he was just going to be one of these big, massive defenders that would just be there and put the ball clear and head it away. But he gets the ball and he's playing passes that are just, just top quality right over the defence. He's playing Edward through and stuff like that. So Danger in the opposition box as well. Yeah, like mm-hmm. obviously as we saw him scoring the header against Lazio, which is probably one of the best moments of the year so far for Celtic but I don't know what it is it's just something about whatever Neil Lennon's doing in that changing room and what he's doing in training and the way he's got us playing it's just got the players so excited for European football so I mean I hope we can keep it up who knows I hope we can finish with 16 points beating Rennes uh, tonight but I watched this when we played them against when we played them in the friendly at the start of the season it was a half decent squad we had out but a nil nil drawn. I mean, we probably we should have won, but I don't Drew know. See, in the first game of the group stages yeah, as well. But you could win the group tonight if mm-hmm. you can beat Ren. And I mean, Lazio they've been struggling, but you'd admit, you could, if they got some, if they beat Clues, then you'd win the group. <coughs> and then the last game just yeah, a case of resting players. Especially I'd, that'll be around the cup final. Uh, is that the wrong? I'll be around the cup final time. Yeah, that's, that last group game, I imagine. Yeah. So that's a chance for them to, uh, if they can get through tonight. Uh, they can certainly mm. rest players. And Ranger, play Rangers squad, absolutely yeah. flying as well. Yeah. So uh, moving on to the other side of Glasgow. Rangers. Much closer group that one though. Mm-hmm. Really I think, yeah, that is. I think we all said the still reaction. A lot, still a lot of football to be played. When in that when one. the when the group draw came out, we all kind of said that's Rangers are already yeah. out with mm. Porto, Feyenoord, and Young Boys all in that group. And I think we all kind of predicted well. Looking at that group, it'll be Porto and Feyenoord, the teams that will be yeah, finishing yeah, first. So you look second, at the group, you just, you'd flip it around from what you would yeah, thought. Yeah, it, it's completely flipped so. upside down. And I think that's yeah. a testament to both Rangers and Young Boys that have been absolutely fantastic in Europe. But obviously we're a Scottish football show, so we don't really care that much <coughs> about Young Boys. So we'll talk about Rangers. But you've seen the likes of Ryan Jack's been bossing games against Porto and really stepping up in Europe. And it's earning, and earning him a place in the Scotland squad. And I think that's a real testament to the level that Rangers have completely stepped up. Not even just new signings, but the, the players from last season have mm. stepped up another level and are just performing so well in Europe. It's, I think I want to focus on the home record. Um, mm-hmm. Steven Gerrard is unbeaten as Rangers manager at home in Europe. Mm-hmm. And I think with Celtic as well, I think, I mean, I, th- I believe both will qualify. Celtic already have already qualified. Um, but I think if... if Okay, you're going to have two legs in the mm-hmm. in the next round. I think the home tie they could take on anybody there. Like it doesn't matter who you're drawn. Yeah, the, I don't the, know. The away legs are different. Do you think story. it matters too much? I mean, it's it's obviously great to win the group, but I don't think it's going to make too much difference, really, is it? Because well, I still fancy whoever you, they you, get. You prefer to win the league because yeah. you get the more favourable draw. But with both Rangers and Celtic, the atmosphere that can be produced at yeah. Ibrox and Celtic Park that just gives you that slight edge at home. On, on their day, they beat against they beat anybody. Beat anybody home both sides. Someone away. Yeah. But the thing is, tonight if both Feyenoord and Porto win they play they I think if Porto fail to win or draw against Feyenoord Rangers qualify mm. to the next round yeah, if they beat Young Boys if Feyenoord and Porto win that's everyone on 7 points in that group Feyenoord and Porto are playing each other so they are does, no, 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 no Feyenoord are playing Rangers. Rangers oh sorry yeah yeah, Rangers, yeah. yeah if Porto fail to win against Young Boys that's yeah. a tough game Rangers Playing Feyenoord away from home, like that's a that's a completely different atmosphere to what like they've they've played in ever before. I was 
I was extremely surprised when Feyenoord came to Ibrox. They were terrible. They were they absolutely were, yeah. dreadful. Couldn't put a pass together. We've obviously seen Yapstam. Yapstam has been sacked because yeah, they've been sacked. Yeah. I'm not really sure how he got yeah, that yeah. job, to be honest. He struggled with Reading in the Championship know, and walked so into yeah. a job at a European club. Like, they've, been str- they've been struggling in the league, but it'll be interesting to see tonight. You've got the mm. dynamic of uh, Dick Advocate. seems to have turned a corner under him, unbeaten in four since... Advocate's a manager that manager. he can come into a club and even he's done it for national teams before yeah. he can come in and just steady a ship and get it going back Kept in the right direction. Up as well, yeah. Yeah. so I think Advocate yeah big big dick energy Advocate's got uh, he's doing well with Feyenoord right now so wow. it's going gonna, gonna to be a lot tougher for Rangers this time around especially yeah. being away I'm just just having a quick look at there, some of the other teams in the groups apart from Sevilla really they're, they're flying they've won mm-hmm. every game I don't think if you know for these Celtic Rangers going through there's not too many to fear Remember, Man United teams who finished third in Champions League oh the ones that dropped down as well yeah actually that. We'll, we'll have a look at that now in fact yeah. especially in the group um Barcelona Inter Milan Dortmund so someone's going to oh, go for one of those wow. one of those I, three yeah, and it's looking like Inter, it's going to go to the wire. Inter will have to beat Barca. Yeah, the last game, yeah. which I mean, I think I don't know if it's, no, I think it's the San Siro. I think Conte was like doing some kind of rallying speech after the game uh, last night. But uh, yeah, for actually forgot about that. But I mean, Man United as well. I suppose they've what? still got the mm-hmm. the, the historical European uh, quickly like running running through the groups like just now from the Champions League. Bruges did come down. There's there's Bruges and Galatasaray. Yeah. They, they would be difficult away legs, but difficult. at home I think Bruges would maybe be easier. Red Star, Red, it's not an easy Red Star Belgrade, Belgrade, that's a yeah. difficult place. No matter to what team you are, going away to Red Star Belgrade yeah. is a difficult ask for anybody. European then, champion um, showed it last mm. season. There's Dinamo Zagreb at Atlanta. Atlanta are a, a big team. team. They're, capable, they're mm. a team that is capable of winning. They've, they've the given Europa Manchester League. City a game this season. Yeah. Uh, and you've got Leverkusen uh, and Lokomotiv Moscow. Leverkusen coming down that's another team that could easily yeah. win the Europa League yeah. uh, Salzburg even that, that whole group's still open yeah that group's still open to be honest it could be Napoli or Salzburg it could even be Liverpool yeah, it could be Liverpool imagine Liverpool. that um, but I'd obviously Gerrard Ger- going back to Anfield well, uh, what I'd, a story I'd, love, I'd absolutely love sorry to interrupt there I'd absolutely love for a Scottish team to draw an English team yeah yeah. because I, th- I think um I've heard it on the Open Goal podcast who's speaking about it. Genuinely, genuinely believe on their day um, Rangers or Celtic could beat, I believe, Man United or Arsenal. Mm. Well, the yeah, last yeah, one we had was definitely. probably Celtic and Man City. Was that the last time? Yeah. I'm guessing they met. Mm. And that look at that game at Celtic Park. Celtic arguably should, should have won that game, I think. the chance, Some of the chances they missed. That That's a big one. Like, one of the... Yeah. One of the Scottish I mean, that's three of the be- Imagine one of them away trips or in Inter Milan Dortmund. Yeah, Inter Milan or Dortmund. Like, I mean, it's an amazing away trip, but difficult. Isn't that's yeah, but that's the stuff of dreams, isn't it? Really, getting to go there. Yeah, uh, and then there's also there's there's Group G. There's still a chance of Leon as well. well that yeah. group's completely open, to be quite honest. Yeah. Zenit, St. Petersburg, Leon, or even Benfica. That's a, that, that was a really tough group. Mm. Yeah. It's four we're, evenly we're matched ben, teams. Benfica beating Leon. All four, all four night, of them so could win the evenly matched teams. Sorry. And then there's there's that one. There's Chelsea, Valencia, or even Ajax could all drop into yeah. the Europa League, which yet again mm-hmm. tough, so tough tough game. I think so if you're the second place team in the group, it would be the Champions. Sorry, it would be the Champions League sides you'd likely be facing. So if Celtic could go on and win the group, then they're going to secure themselves quite a favourable draw of if they you know manage to avoid. I think Celtic will win tonight, and I think Rangers won't get beat. Mm, I think so. I think they'll settle for the point. One one. Yeah. 
So if, if both sides can manage to win the group, then they're setting themselves up some, for some pretty favourable ties in the next round. And as we've been saying here, we'd, we'd, we'd fancy both of them on their day to beat anybody at home. And away, it's going to be tough, but they can put, we, they've shown this season that they can put in the performances. Mm. And it really leaves the door open, like I've said, for Scottish side success in Europe. Later on, obviously, Aberdeen, Tony, unfortunately knocked out of the Europa League, not making it. Yeah. All the way to the group stages, but with the success of, of Rangers, as well. yeah, Kamarnik famously getting knocked out by Connors Key Nomads. But with the success of Rangers and Celtic this season, the coefficient's gone up a lot, and it can get Scottish clubs into the into Europe in, in later qualification rounds. So you don't have to basically start your pre season as a European game month, like a week, few weeks after the season finishes. And that could be a real mm. boost for not only Celtic and Rangers, but the clubs like Aberdeen, Kilmarnock. Hibs and Hearts when if when they recover if they recover and start chasing Europe again it's going to be a big boost for these kind of clubs to get into Europe and that can completely change the course of, of Scottish football because the financial aspect coming in from that is massive and it can really change clubs it's great, for the, it's great for the national team as well guys mm. like Christy Forrest you know the Jack. likes of Ryan Jack they're all playing at this high level and that, I mean I think that can only be good for Scotland going forward. And as, as Lewis had mentioned, Jamie Berjonas has been sort of kicking around Ranger squads and if, if young players like that are getting little tasters, even not playing, but getting tasters of European football well, like that. Because up, he uploaded photos mm-hmm. the, other, the other day on his Instagram page and he had sort of the Europa League bib on, mm-hmm. so that's implying that he mm-hmm. is going to be in the squad for like an away, away day like this, going mm-hmm. to fire and like that's a very hostile mm-hmm. environment. That'll be a really good experience for the younger players that are involved in that club. Um, so I mean mm-hmm. it is only good for Scottish football two teams playing in mm-hmm. uh, Europe even if it is just the Europa League exactly and it's, it's been a fantastic season and we're hoping to see them continue to the next round and as far as they possibly can so we're going to go and take another quick break and we'll be right back after this Liverpool V's Paris Saint-Germain sure you battered Mbappe! Mbappe! Mbappe's in there! Neymar's in that one! He's walking! Oh, son! I know him. I used to play with him. No, this could get personal because he's going to drop somebody. Who's he going to play? No, no, let him take charge. I'll take charge. You stay out here. James Milner needs to be the first name in the team sheet, Fabinho. We're playing a three. Look. Oh, yeah. Look, no too far. Oh, yeah. Oh. Do you know why? Because your fullbacks need to get round. And we are back, and now it's time for Twitter questions with Tony. Tony, what have the Twitter users sent us? Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, we'll start off with our good friend Fraser Janoon, who says, "What individual player has the best song slash chant about them?" Fantastic question, Fraser. Fantastic question. Thank you very much. Anybody want to put something forward to kick us off? Um, for me, it's got to be uh, St Mirren's chant about Jonathan Obika uh, to the tune of Tequila, which I think, I think it's just it's quality. He's, he's, not, he's, he's not even catchy. been he's not even been that good this season. I think he's chipped in with a couple goals, but it's, it's very annoying when your team's losing one 0 and you're oh, totally dumb yeah. on a Sunday uh, afternoon. But I'm having flashbacks to it now. I'm not going to sing it, but I mean, you can imagine how it goes. They, 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 they do like the whole game as well. They've replaced Tequila with Obika. Genuinely, don't stop. Yeah. <laughs> Me and Ronan prefer the version with the contestant Sleevka. Mm. Wow. I've got a good shot. It was, it was Calvin Zola's song during his, his uh, brief tenure at Aberdeen. Maybe quite inappropriate, but it, good laugh. I don't even know who came up with it, to be fair, but for a play to them. There was one in the he's past. A, he's a few lines yet. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't. can't. It's about, very explicit. Shutting out rapping his own yeah. clock round, he said. Yeah, something like that. Wow. It's very, yeah. 
Um, there was one in the past. Um, it was a Celtic midfielder, I believe. Nakamura. Raphael Scheid. Mm. And um, he, was, he was having a terrible game. And uh, fans, okay. fans, oh, I can't remember which team it was, but fans of the opposition team were shouting, you're Scheid and you know you are. Giants, <laughs> <laughs> ter- tremendous I'm, part. I'm very partial to one of Kevin Bridges' favourite football songs, which is when about Celtic's former player, Chad Uri. Don't you wish oh, your right, right back was oh, Chad Dury? Absolutely. Actually, he met Nicole Scherzinger <laughs> and told her that, and she apparently just like annoyed him and then left the room like 10 minutes later. <laughs> don't really blame her to be Come honest. on, Nicole. Great most, song. Uh, as, as much as it annoyed me on Saturday because of the. I think, I mean, we got hammered by Celtic, mm-hmm. but the Edward song was very good. Oh, very creative. I, I, honestly, I love it. That was that was mine, to be honest. That was my. Mine, did the, mine when Scott Sinclair's first season, that beautiful, magical. I was quite partial. I thought it was quite a good chant. Mm-hmm. Uh, Celtic are really good for chants, it must be said. Yeah, Cameron Fagan be good. Taking another. Taking I, another. Used, I used to like the Hibs one when they, they were talking about the the 1902 one. It's like mm-hmm. High Beast 3 Rangers to. I'd, I'd love to like Paul Baby was also. Uh, that a was a good one. tune. Uh, iTunes number one, I believe it got to him. Sure it did. Mm-hmm. Uh, wow. I remember a, a teacher in my school. The the only song he'd ever downloaded on iTunes was Peter Paul at Baby. He was yeah. very I'm sure I'm sure it got that. to number one. It was like obviously in the lead up to the cup when we won the cup. But uh, yeah, it was for a while. It was I think yeah, everyone had it. Well, everyone mm. I know had it at, at the time. But was one. About, what about your like, your favourite chant that like to do with football, but not about a not about a player. Not about a player. I'll step straight in. Hecky, I did love Hecky's at the wheel until <coughs> Hecky crashed the car and it burned everyone to death. But there was a song for Jack Ross against the Mirren on Saturday. That was quite good. I seen that on Twitter. Quite enjoyed what that. I remember going to how did, it, how did it go wrong? I've got a video of it right here, actually. Were oh. you, you singing? Jack Ross, you're the one. You still turn me on. You can Are. make us hibs again. Oh. I cannot escape wow. and I cannot forget. Cracking tune. And also, Superb. shout out to my favourite ever hibs player, Tommy Aguipong. Oh, yeah. song we had for him, that was just terrific. And he, he liked and retweeted my tweet the other day. Oh. Which was pure bait for him to like and retweet it, but he did. So oh, thank man. you very much, Tommy. Uh, hope I remember going best. to Hamden as a youth. Um, I believe we played Italy. It was actually that heartbreaking game as mm, well. Last oh, right. um, yeah. But started chants. Some I mean, obviously I was about seven or eight. Scotland fans started chanting to the Italians, "We're gonna deep fry your pizzas." I remember, Cracking. which I thought was absolutely tremendous. That is fantastic. Tony, you get one. Um, I do like. Um, uh, uh, Northern old Northern Lights Fabrians are a really good one, especially. I mean, I remember it was a good stand-up one was when we uh, got knocked out by Burnley at the start of the last season in the Europa League. And obviously, a lot of away games you kind of get kept in, uh, you know, later on mm. after the game until like the police or whatever sort it out. And we were kind of singing that for a good 15, 20 minutes. So that's always, mm. no, uh, that's always a good. Um, no, no matter what the results, always good to sing that. While we're on the topic of kind of football chants and songs, Sunshine and Leaf. I'm not, I'm I just about to say that. Yeah, I, I, can't it's not even Sunshine yeah. and Leaf I'm going to talk about because that's not even the best football song. Obviously, shout out to the greatest no, band of say, all time. I know he's going to It's say. Heights with their song <laughs> Partick, T H I S T L E, which I've played. See the views on that video on BBC Scotland. I'm at least half of those, I swear. Absolutely yeah, fantastic. Seen you dancing to it and everything. It's brilliant. Dance a bit of flat weight, mate. Yeah. Sung it on karaoke as well, and our. Our student union, it was probably the highlight of my life. Didn't have a clue what you were, you were if, asking for. If Dale's mother's listening, please get him help. <laughs> if you're listening, Mum, thanks. And she will be listening. Support. Thanks for the support, Mum. Um, Tony, any other questions? Uh, yeah, we've had the. Obviously, we weren't able to do the podcast last week, but we still had a question from Craig Campbell who says, Do you think Cove Rangers can do back to back promotions? And uh, myself, obviously, I'm going to say yes. Do you know if he's meaning Highland League in week two or week two in week one? No, I think, as in. Because back to back, I think it probably means just the season. Yeah, 
well, even that yes. they could they could I mean, potentially yeah, do. I mean, if well. that is the case of up to league to yeah. league one next season, I think yeah, that's definitely definitely the Rams a possibility. Well, but but if, if he means yeah, if he means other one, I think it's only got to be. They'll they'll be in the hunt. I think they'll definitely be in the hunt for playoffs. I don't know about automatic would be quite a tough one, but I think they'll definitely be in in the playoff search if they if they are mm. to go up to League One and because they're gonna have the money to strengthen yeah. the business it. models in place for them. I think that, that that's that's the aim. Mm. And, I think yeah, and if they go, I think they will go. They're going they're not getting me. You know, they're going, their ambition is. And right they've got a strong course. manager in Paul uh, Paul Hartland. To yeah. be honest, he's not going to settle for keeping a team. Up yeah, and the way the way the kind of model that you were saying there at Cove is kind of going. I think if Paul Hartley starts to struggle, if they do go up, he won't be there long. I think they're going to get somebody in that that they think can get the team going because I think they're a very ambitious club and I think they want to be rival in Aberdeen for the city's biggest club in the near future. Which mm. it's obviously not an easy task. Aberdeen will be difficult. Quite, I've been quite a big club, so it's going to take a lot for them to get up there and rival them. But if yeah. they if they're to do what their models kind of set them out so successfully to do so far, then they'll be up there in a few seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got one more as well, kind of related to that. Uh, it was from Scubo from a couple of weeks ago. We didn't get a chance to answer, it, but it's uh, be interesting to hear what you guys think about the lowland league slash highland league pyramid system in the league two, and if you'd change it, and what teams from those leagues would you like to see go up or come down? Roland, you're probably the best best place person to talk about this. Uh, I th- they do too much to protect the League 2 team to stay up with those playoffs. Yeah, I agree. I think they should just be the winner of Highland and Lowland playoff mm. and they just swap. Mm-hmm. And whoever finishes bottoms down. But people counter that and say, well, there's no relegation in the Highland League and only one team yeah. goes down from a 16-team Lowland League. So mm. I see both sides to it, but I think the League 2 team gets... A bit too much protection. But more, yeah, but I mean, I think it could be Cove from able to beat the team last year, so I think it could be a trend we could see over the next few years because I think the standard of those leagues is just you can kind of skyrocketed. Higher and higher. I'm not yeah. saying and the that players that some of the teams are able to get there as well. Like you, you wouldn't have seen that a few years ago. Kelly Hearts especially, yeah. yeah. In and terms of money, money, even John yeah. Morton, Bonnie yeah, Rigros as well. They're not, they're not a bad team. Yeah. Yeah. Kelly, <laughs> the amount of money they've spent, and if Bonnie were able to push them the distance, yeah, it's getting a lot of investment in those clubs now. In terms of in terms of teams coming down. Wouldn't say I'd, I'd like to see them down, but I think Brecon are in free fall. Yeah. I be, think that'd be three relegations. As, 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 as a club, if Brecon are to go down, that's going to be a, a really tough one. I to love the hedge. Could they even cope? I don't know. Honestly, I mean, Berwick haven't coped at all, have they? You know, coming coming from Angus, I'd, I'd obviously Brecon kind of rivals from Montrose. I would, you know, obviously don't want to see them struggle too much, but. It would be really, it would be quite sad for them to drop out the, the league system because they have been there for so many years and they are quite a well, quite a well known club and you know they had obviously some tremendous seasons getting up to the championship but since then, the fortunes of that club have been horrendous and as a Beacon City fan you'd be you know heartbroken to see them drop out the league but as Ronan and Tony have said there the, the quality of the teams in the Lowland and Highland League yeah. justify places in the, the in, good in, enough. in the football league and if they're good enough to be up. And the teams that are finishing bottom are stinking. Then get them out of the league and get I a bit of teams in. This round of Scottish Cup fixtures has proved that. Well, mm-hmm. even I think it was, just, it was last season or the year before there was four Scottish, uh, four Highland League teams in the uh, fourth round. Mm-hmm. Why it's don't Why don't we just add a, a fifth and sixth league or something? Add, <coughs> add it into the actual yeah. system mm-hmm. because I could see the likes of Kelly Hart. Yeah, you'd, you'd want you'd want to see them playing each other each week. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't and they? Like, and be, even yeah. if the likes of I mean we talk about Berwick have went down. Um, and if if Brecon were to go down this season, they'd still only be in the fifth fifth tier with a you know a chance of coming. Up. They are, they are, they're not going to rot in that league, I would say. But 
Like they, you said, they're they another look, league. Maybe not even doing that. Just extend the leagues. The leagues are so small. No, no, that's what I mean. They're yeah. such small teams. Just yeah. I just add a few more places. So take maybe the top three or four from League League Two, get them in League One, and then take the sort of best select like two, two from each, two Highland, two, two Lowland, yeah. mm-hmm. put them up in a League Two, and you're you're making a better brand of football, mm. and it's going to promote more clubs to you know get better, and it's going to make the brand of Scottish football a lot better to watch. Yeah. Like a for example in England, like the Vanarama mm-hmm. National, exactly North and South. Something like that, yeah. yeah. It's a good system they've got there, yeah. So I think if Scotland were able to implement something like that, it could, I think, revolutionise the future of Scottish football, really, yeah. including the national well, teams. I just, I just love to see a lot of them teams players. playing each other from the Highland and Lowlands. I just think this is so even. Yeah, like, it's really competitive Scottish it? Cup yeah. game. Before imagine them playing you know, three four times a season mm-hmm. against each other. That'd be and really... A thing yeah. that would make it a lot better is teams like Broda, they're having to play, no disrespect to them, but Fort William, who yeah. have been... In, absolutely horrendous for years but they're going to come up against this yeah. this team a few times a season whereas they've got the quality to be coming but, up against yeah. like a cow beef guess, a few times a season I guess the main problem is the travel another thing I want to speak about and these clubs money a lot of times it's league, and, you know, in, in league one even the championship <clears> league one and league two you've got ten teams in it I actually think it, I think the leagues are really good but they play each other four times mm-hmm it gets a bit repetitive mm-hmm. and if you're drawing them in the cup as well you're playing the same team four, five, six times a season well, no, yeah. I, I think nine, well, it even nine, nine times four for mm-hmm. a lot of times well. yeah I suppose but I mean there's a, a lot of talk about extending the leagues and things yeah. like that I, I, I do not want to see Colt teams anywhere near oh, no, the professional away. game just don't even bother I'd, I'd love to see the likes of I mean what's the script with Auckland Lake? I think there's the reshuffle of junior football's happening, so they might be joining like Lowland and Highland leagues. I, I, think they'd, they'd I thought they just couldn't, they just couldn't to, do it. At they, all. They, I don't yeah. think they wanted it. Yeah, yeah, they don't want. They're against it, but I think there's a reshuffle of junior football coming in Auckland. Like, might have to become a, a sort of part-time mm. team in that one league to watch, sense. One to watch for sure. Though. So it will be interesting to keep an eye out for that. And thank you all very much for getting in touch with some fantastic Twitter questions. Absolutely. And if you want to get in touch with the podcast, you can find us across all our social medias at Tim Pot Talk. And now let's close out the show with our donkey of the week. And before we get started with a new jingle for this segment, thanks to friend of the show, Lewis Main. So before we jump into donkey of the week, let's have a listen. Donkey, 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 Lovely. Now let's pick our donkeys and up first it's supposed to be Kyle but he's munching down a wee meal deal so I'll swap over to Ronan. Ronan, you are step forward with your donkey. Professional. Let, let Callum finish his food. Uh, I went with Callum Hendry from St Johnston for that horrendous tackle. <laughs> who, who was it on? Was it? it was uh, Craig Brown. Yeah. Uh, Ferguson, Ferguson got yeah. booked for his reaction yeah. which yeah. I thought was harsh. Looked like he's going to batter him on all fairness. No According to Tommy Wright though, Ferguson can't get booked. He was, he was saying after the game it's impossible for him to get booked. He, I mean, it's kind of rich coming from him considering half his players were thugs but <laughs> <laughs> to be fair Murray, Murray Davidson that tackle on Bryson was horrendous worse. that's even worse yeah. to be fair at least he was trying but to it's, get a typical, it's like a typical Murray Davidson tackle isn't it? you can't see him making uh, a terrible. Tackle. Terrible. Uh, it's terrible could have broke his leg I've seen Bryson's ankle the way it went he's, he's, he's injured again yeah, Bryson a player that struggled with injuries and suffering that tackle I mean come on Murray I mean I feel bad he's had like thigh injuries and that but that's that's a really bad injury for him the thing that made me pick Hendry over 
Davidson knows the fact he came on as a sub and then got <laughs> sent off. Yeah. And then when he got sent off, like he was just laughing. He was <laughs> buzzing. He just totally Good lost shit it. He was, it was, it was like it was a needless tackle though. It's not as if he'd mm. been involved in well, an incident. I heard someone saying that maybe he thought that like that tackle, the referee's not going to send them off because he's just sent Murray Davidson off. Maybe he thinks he's going to let me away with just the book in here. Was but it that harsh? I don't think so. That was a pretty poor yeah, tackle. Was, and if he wasn't card. sent off for the that tackle, reaction, that reaction as well. Sent off for the reaction. Mm. So yeah, that's very much donkey behaviour. It was such a good game though. Mm. I, I really want to talk about the game. On you go. If there's but another I mean, five I, minutes. Take the floor. Tony wants to talk about it. He was I mean, you're raging because you've you've not been you've not. When been is Tony not raging? That's the question. No, but that, come on, ask. You will be if you're a new man. As a neutral. We've thrown that we've thrown the lead away against St Johnson. Just get used to it. Just yeah, against I'm, and then having tw- half an hour to play against. What was I don't know what's happening. Twenty five minutes against nine minutes. Well, Aberdeen obviously took the lead, and then you've got that <sighs> in, that massive incident with. I think it was Wallace Duffy. That's, that's what. That's yeah. That's Amber my uh, that's my donkey week is Kevin Clancy. I don't know how on earth he's not seen it. <laughs> it's, it's, it's scandalous. <laughs> it, it, it really is. <laughs> okay, now again somehow misses an open goal after it, but it's it's, it's ridiculous. Uh, and I think his assistant had a decent view as well. I don't know how they've not spotted it. Oh, that's terrible. It's so bad. He's literally playing it's so blatant. I don't know. volleyball. It's not like, you know, the oh, ball talent. It's just, he's literally, he knows what he's doing. Like, that's why, because Curtis Main's going like that. Like, he's he's raging. But, oh, I don't know. Like Because at that point, that's the game Cosgrove's one. penalty record, he's going to score it. It's probably game over. Even if even if he yeah. moved, like, okay, uh, there would have been a penalty in a, a handball. Sorry, yeah. a penalty in a red card. But if he, his hand's not in the way, it's 2 0. Yeah. Right, the, th- the so thing is, either right, way, it's probably St- game over. St Johnston completely lose the head, it, like, like one all. What would they do when they were two one down? Oh no! <laughs> what would they have done? The Callum Edwards. No, me, me and Ronan were saying uh, when it was one nil, uh, we were like, "Oh, we'd absolutely love if St Johnston went up the park and scored." And they did. And <laughs> this handball incident's yeah. oh, been typical. Gonna annoy Tony, yeah. and they did. So fantastic! Now, Callum, you are stepping with your. Donkey of the week then? Yeah, mine's a bit of a weird one. Um, I saw during the week, uh, I follow a guy called John Connolly on Twitter. Uh, he's the manager of Falltouse United. And he was having a fair bit of Twitter beef. Jo- John's not my donkey, it would be um, Bridget Don Thistle. So basically, uh, the Scottish Junior Cup, uh, it was a cup tie between Bridget Don and Falltouse. Bridget Don's up near you, Tony, yeah, is it? Yeah, played, uh, played against him many times in my. Up near um, Aberdeenshire, um, it was cancelled after Foxy's allegedly dug holes all over the pitch. <laughs> uh, cancelled on Friday night, so uh. apparently, a, I mean, according to Bridge of Dawn, uh, a referee on Friday night at Aberdeen Sports Village uh, said that the park was too dangerous to play on. But um, I'm, I'm reading this excerpt from uh, I think it's Chris Dodds, who's a, jur- a young journalist. Um, local referee decided on Friday night that the park was unplayable. Uh, but Falthouse officials claimed that there was not a blade of truth in it and uh, they insisted that the real reason behind the call-off was that Bridge of Dawn players wanted to go on a stag do. <laughs> so um, so it's to- totally different well, uh, statements being given there. Both very valid reasons yeah. to miss a football Something game. similar, I don't remember what it was, there was one pitch that was completely torn up and for some reason it took them to like 2 o'clock on the Saturday, I can't remember what game it was, to like to call it off, even though the pitch oh, no. was like an absolute that was a shambles. Do you know mind when, when, Rangers Cowd- when Rangers played Cowden Beef in the Cup and it was really like really cold and, and like icy? There was a guy with his Land Rover on the field, like trying to warm up the pitch with his exhaust. Pipe. That's what these like, teams just yeah, call so the game off. Got to go to well, it. the Falto's chairman was actually um, in Aberdeen on business, funnily enough, and he said he he checked the pitch and said it was in pristine condition. <laughs> and then uh, John John Connolly was saying that I think he's, he was pulled up for these comments actually by the. Uh, the Scottish Junior FA 
um, they went to hearing and stuff. They were understanding and that. But I mean, John, John, I follow him on Twitter. He, he goes to, he just basically vents on Twitter about all all this. Um, <laughs> Quite, it's quite funny actually, but I mean, you would be raging. Apparently, <laughs> said he said had to find out from the FA that the, their club didn't contact them, uh, saying it was an absolute farce. So, yeah. Bizarre. That's, I think that's and now, for a good wee story. Well, we'll, thank you very much. That was brilliant. Now we'll send on to Lewis, who seems quite agitated and animated about his donkey of the week. Yeah, Lewis, so who's I, your donkey? So, I was on the BBC and. Um, I was just kind of looking about, I was looking at results and that, and I couldn't really decide who my donkey was, because obviously the red card incident and that had been taken, so I was like, oh, I don't really know. And I've came across Jamie Ansel, who... Former Hibs. Used to play with Hibs. Striker Classic. rebuilds career after cocaine ban with Kilmarnock opponents, Connie's Quain. I'm like, oh, that's great, that's fantastic, that's really nice story. And I'm scrolling down there and I'm like, oh, man, like doing cocaine and that's not really great then a bit of snap snap right and I've came down up here I didn't even know I'd taken anything <laughs> no we've tried to bring the swearing down and that but that is a load of fucking piss <laughs> like, how do you know no you've just took a line up your nose he like, slipped and on, fell and accidentally oh, inhaled I was in the toilet and I fell and I came in up my nose and I just oh t- t- what, really didn't what, mean what it doing, like, why like, what are you doing you're a footballer you've, you're set for life what, I, d- I don't know why he's on at Hibs. Why would you do that? Why would you risk your career at a club not, like not, not played in, Not played in two years, but at some point he would have got a chance. Mm-hmm. Like He didn't play in two years he because he got banned. Mm-hmm. What an absolute donkey. <laughs> because what he's an a absolute East Fife. Knob. He went out on one yeah. East Fife, he scored loads of goals. Obviously, that he put, he put, so, look, he put that Kelly shows, out of the Europa League. Yeah. That shows he's a half-decent he, player. He's a half-decent player. He's just an idiot. He's amazing at East Fife when we were in League One. He used to score against Livingston all the time. But is, he no, a bo- just, is he a boxer as well? He, does, he now yeah. does a bare knuckle. Oh bare God. knuckle boxing. <laughs> I'll be honest, right? Wow. Whilst he's an absolute donkey, I do enjoy him winding up Killy and Hearts on Twitter because yeah. every time Killy get beat, he tweets something about well, Austin gone as key. No, <laughs> but to be fair, it is in broken English, so he must have taken a few bare knuckles. To be to fair, to be fair, after seeing that he does bare knuckle boxing, I might take my take back my claim that he's a donkey wouldn't he be saying <laughs> don't want it it's okay don't he's in Wales but why is he why is he taking that why is he taking that up? I mean that's just because he couldn't play football because yeah. he was so banned so he just turned up that just started but they, they've got strict rules on like doping and that like. he got a broken nose I mean <laughs> maybe, maybe he stopped his sniff after that <laughs> Kidney, kidney snuffer. Kidney snuffer, yeah, bro. And I'll, I'll step forward with, with my donkey of the week Jesus. end of section. And Can you top that? <laughs> well, I'm not going to top Jay Mensal, I'll be perfectly honest, but Mikael Miller is my donkey oh, of the week, wow. who, let's be honest, oh. that is one of the worst misses I have seen. Yeah. What's he, he doing? If he <laughs> scores that goal, the game goes 2 all, and the 2 all Hamilton are 2 all at yeah. home and to not Rangers. Not just any game, yeah. No, but yeah. these things piss oh. me off, though. Yeah, I saw that. These what things piss me off. It's not even a difficult miss. It's the fact he goes with his left foot. <coughs> if he goes with his right foot, it's a goal. Like, I don't give, care how weak I'll give your a weak foot is. The ball, ball just, the ball just hits, ball, hits his leg on that side. It's going to push back across to the goal. What's he doing? Why is he went? I'll give the tiniest bit of benefit of the doubt to Mikael Miller. The ball, when you see the slow down replay, it does come off of Glenn Kamara's really foot. It was a great block from Glenn Kamara and it does put Miller off, but the way the ball was going towards Miller, he would have probably scored with the foot he went with if the ball hadn't come off Glenn Kamara. But mm. now, even if you went with your right foot, you were going to score that way. Why have you gone for is the that, other that foot? bloody plastic pitch, I tell you. Ruining He's obviously got one of the wee pellets in his eyes or something he's not been able to hit the ball. <laughs> Get it out of the a really bad one last night at Champions League. Uh, who was it? 
Benfica. Oh, no, Valencia. Yeah, Valencia. Last Valencia minute of the game. Yeah, unbelievable. Last minute of the game. Who was there was one. There was one early on when it was one 0 He just goes with his complete wrong foot as yeah. well. Puts it wide. Obviously, yeah. Valencia missed it. Quickly, as we're um, as we're on the topic of Champions League and European football, quickly go around and do a bit of a prediction for the games tonight. Mm-hmm. Just to end it off. Yeah. So, Dale, your scores for the the Celtic Rangers games. I think Celtic are going to win two one, and I think Rangers are going to win one 0 Right, first goal scorers as well. I think first goal scorer for Celtic will be Elianusi, and the first goal scorer and only goal scorer for Rangers will be Ryan Jack. Lovely. <laughs> On you go, Tony. Um, I'll go two 0 for Celtic at home to Ren and Rangers. I think they will win out two one away. I think goal scorers. Um, Morales will get a brace, and for Celtic, Edward will open the scoring and. Oh, you will get a second. Lovely talent. Um, I think Celtic will win 2-0. Uh, James Forrest will score first, I believe. Uh, and I think Rangers will go behind against Feyenoord. They need to see the Feyenoord team, not got a clue. Um, and they'll bring it back. I think they'll draw one each with a Scott Arfield goal. Which is the exact same as you, 2-0, 1-1. Yep. Scorers yeah. Edward and a defender from a set piece. Wow, big Chrissy Ayer. And then for Rangers, probably Morelos. Yeah. What about yourself, Lewis? Right, I'm going to go for. Grace like 5 0 Finer. He's got the Finer squad up here. The Finer team up, so he's picking his goal scorers. Uh, no, I'm going to go. You're scoring. I'm going to go. Two, two, nil, 2 0 Celtic and going to say any time goal scorer Scott Brown. Oh wow, Liam Kelly. Yeah. Uh, the boy for Reading yeah. now. And then I'm going to go. Liam no, Callum's Liam Kelly. I'm going to go for the Feyenoord game as one 0 Feyenoord. Um, I'm going to go for. <laughs> He's literally just picking a player. He's like, the goal. Kenneth Verdier. Goal. <laughs> 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 no, yeah, I'll go. I'll say they'll concede Berguis He's good Not Narsing Don't even know if he's playing But he's here So I'll go with Narsing And if He's for some strange reason Injured I'll go for Eric Botinga Centre half mate Aye Big Brazilian Botigan Aye Botin He's got like 20 Football manager legend FM12 Scored at 10 goals For centre half It'll be It'll be a Corner A free kicker Something to concede from 1-0 There we go we're not going to bother checking those odds, but if if you fancy a, a wee tipple, please bet responsibly. Exactly. exactly. With a bookmaker of your choice. Because so we're, we're not that would, sponsored. That would put Rangers in a bit of doubt then to get through, if you think they're going to get beat. Yeah, I don't think yeah. they'll go. I'll go to go down the last game then. Then again, who have they got? Home, I'm uh, telling home you, fire uh, odds are a tough place. Home to young boys home in the young last boys. game. So you, you, you know, that'd be, whoever wins that, I think, would probably <sighs> take that place. Good day out for the young boys. Very young boys. Right. What's their stadium called? The Quit. The Quit. Oh no, it's, it was a really weird name. Aye, the Kite. No, Young, Bo- Young Boys Stadium's got a funny name. Alright. Quick, oh. we're, go- we're going to Google it. But is it Old Boys? Uh, off the top of my head, it's got a really weird name. Young Boys. Imagine Newell's Old Boys played Young Boys in a family. Oh yeah, that'd be sick. Oh, that'd be oh. the funniest thing ever. It'd just be boys playing boys. Just be the boys back Stade together. Stade de Suisse. Stade de Suisse? I think that's oh, what it is. Stadium of the Swiss. Wankdorf. That's it. <laughs> Wankdorf. <laughs> the Stade de Suisse Wankdorf. Oh, right. oh <laughs> sure yeah. The young okay. boys are playing in the Wankdorf. And on that revelation of the Wankdorf, that'll just about do <laughs> Good for content for you today. So... Thank you all mm. very much for listening. If Always you've made it this far, oh, you deserve some gosh. sort of medal. But thank you very much for listening. That's all from us, and we'll be back next week. Cheers. Wankdorf. Wankdorf. Wankdorf.
Cross